0: It's putting the community in community college, so um, it's not just about our students, it's about the broader communities.
1: Ensuring a future without limits for children goes beyond the classroom. Welcome to the AESD Scoop, a nationally recognized podcast for families, educators, and community members. Listen to the stories of people and communities who are empowering the future generation and our children who are already making a difference in their own ways. Tune in every Wednesday to the AESD Scoop. Welcome back, AESD listeners. This is Betsy Hargrove, Superintendent of Avondale Elementary School District, and we have one of our incredible community partners here from Estrella Mountain Community College. And we want to share how we've collaborated in the past and how we feel confident we're going to continue with this amazing relationship. I'm going to ask Jared to introduce himself uh, before we go any further with this podcast. Jared.
0: Hey everybody. Uh, I sure appreciate the opportunity to be with you here today, Dr. Hargrove. Thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, my name is Dr. Jared Rathel. Um I'm a biology faculty at Estrella Mountain Community College. I teach uh, general biology too, so that's all the big stuff, plants and animals, ecology and evolution, and then natural history of the desert southwest, and environmental biology. I've been there since fall of 2017. And I have uh, two big dreamers that go to Avondale Elementary School. Um, One started as a kindergartner and the other started in preschool. And and my son is now in fifth grade and my daughter is in third grade. They're in the dual language immersion program over at Desert Thunder. So um, we are big fans of, of Avondale.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here. And we're huge fans of you, your entire family, and Estrella Mountain Community College. So, okay, I'm going to jump in at this point. Sure. And and I'm going to say, please talk to us about the, the animal ambassador program that you have.
0: Sure. Um, so uh, I'm a residential biology faculty at Estrella Mountain Community College. And I started there in fall of 2017, um, and in the fall, uh, a colleague, a physics professor had a couple of sons that were going off to college and he said, the boys have these corn snakes, they can't take them to their dorms, would you like to keep them in the life sciences lab? And. I taught AP Bio for seven years in public schools beforehand, and I've always had some animals in the lab. You know, it's hard to teach biology without living animals. So um, I said, sure, we will take a couple of snakes. And then those corn snakes, next thing I knew, we had a ball python mm-hmm. and then a rose-haired tarantula and then Madagascar hissing cockroaches and bearded dragons and geckos. and. So we now have, um, I think at last count, we have over 25 uh, different species. They're primarily reptiles, but we also have some amphibians, some poison dart frogs, and some arthropods, um, giant millipedes, and hissing cockroaches, and uh, So we have these animals and we've integrated them into our biology curriculum, but most importantly, we do the Animal Ambassadors Community Outreach Program out of that lab. And so I have uh, seven students that are employed through the Federal Work Study Program or through our STEM Center of Excellence. And so they manage the lab and take care of these animals and maintain open lab hours for anybody to come and visit. We're totally free, you don't need any reservations. Um, We're in Montezuma 102 and we're open Monday through Friday between three and 5 p.m. You're always welcome to come on in and uh, students will be on staff to get animals out for you. Um, But we use these animals as teaching models. So we go out into the community Um, And I was looking at my notes here, and we've been to Desert Thunder um, four times, starting when Bodie, my son, who is now a fifth grader, was in kindergarten with Michelle Sanchez and Remy Claremont. They set it up. That was our very first visit. And uh, then we visited Ashley Gonzalez and Senora Daniels. Um, We've had a number of visits. We've also been to um, Desert Star, the after-school program, as well as the Star Academy. Um, But my students and myself, we bring these animals out to schools. We also do uh, Boys and Girls Clubs, the City of Phoenix Recreation Centers. Um, This coming Saturday, we're doing the City of Avondale movie night. They're showing Jungle Cruise. Um, So we're going to bring some snakes out to get the crowd (laughs) warmed up. Um, But we use, uh, you know, we use these animals as teaching tools. Um, And we teach people about the difference between native and exotic reptiles. Uh, We teach people about which snakes are venomous, and which snakes are non-venomous. And we teach folks about important linkages within ecosystems. So even though rattlesnakes can certainly be dangerous, um they certainly have a place not in our backyards but they certainly have a place uh in the white tanks or in uh of mountains because uh the snake populations are really important in controlling uh ground squirrel populations and so we try to teach um some ecology and some sustainability and then it's just a wonderful vehicle for my students to get out into the community and hone their teaching skills So many of my students want to be veterinarians. They want to be wildlife biologists. They want to be uh, science teachers. And so part of it is learning how to take good care of these animals and to handle these animals. But part of it is a lot of it. Actually, the bulk of it is about teaching, right, and engaging uh, the community. So we just did uh, last month, we did the Trace Rios Nature Festival, which is always a big event for us. Um, And, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, engage with these animals. And what's so cool is, um, and we actually measured this for uh, uh, over two years, we collected data. We would survey people before and after presentations. So show of hands, how many of you are afraid of snakes? Right. And inevitably, three quarters of the crowd's hands will go up and then we spend an hour. Uh, working with folks and they handle snakes and they take pictures of snakes and they see that the snakes are not inherently evil or out to get them, right? Uh, we always talk about the difference between a habituated snake and a wild <laughs> snake, right? This sure. is important. This is another lesson, right? But after having a positive experience with um, a snake or a spider or some of these things that cause this these fear reactions in us, Then we we ask the same questions and people, less hands go up. So Mm. there's this uh, significant, statistically significant drop in fear levels after having a positive interaction with these animals. Um, So that's our animal ambassadors uh, program in a nutshell. It started with a couple of corn snakes and it has grown. Um, This year we've done over 35 uh, outreach events Um, Like I said, I have seven students on staff and what's so powerful about the program is what's really important for us is retention. So we want students that come to our community college, we want to see them graduate. If they're going to invest their hard-earned dollars in themselves and in their education, we want to make sure that they get that degree so they realize the benefits of higher ed. And so what we found is I've had over 35 students now that have interned with this program, and I'm batting 100%. So um, they all graduate because they engage with our community, and they also can make a little bit of money so they're happy. Having to, you know, deliver less pizzas and wait less tables, and uh, you know, uh, deliver less boxes with Amazon, and they can actually work on campus. So it's oh, it been, makes, uh, been a fun experience.
1: That makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I, there there's so many things that you said within w- within your your explanation of the animal ambassador <laughs> program. Uh, one thing is the one to one reduction of ground squirrels with the presence of um rattlesnakes i i will share personally i've had two rattlesnakes in our yards and and when we found them the ground squirrel population was very low <laughs> i want to tell you the ground squirrels come right back in so so as their numbers go down i'm going to be hyper aware and keep my
0: vigilant around where, where is my rattlesnake friend who's helping me may but, have a visitor yeah so just yeah. If, if you're um if the listeners are at all interested if you do have a rattlesnake in your backyard you can contact me or you can t- contact the phoenix herpetological society and actually one of my former students uh will come out and remove and relocate that oh, snake. that's perfect um so good yeah.
1: information to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I said, we lived in Thailand. My wife and I, it's been 10 years ago, but um, I will take a rattlesnake over a King Cobra any day because okay. the rattlesnake lets you know <laughs> that it's there. Um, the Cobra is not so much. So it, it's um, really
1: all relative, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Other
1: experiences. So I, I will tell you, I, I have chuckled when you said you, you started with a couple of corn snakes. Now I, I was a math and science teacher, middle school math, and science teacher, uh, as when I first entered into education and my foray was a very large hamster was <laughs> the first one and and then the second one was the the purebred rabbit that that lived in our classroom wow now I went a little bit of a different direction than you did just a little bit of a different direction uh, so you know you know ours was more of you know hey pet pet the rabbit make sure she's well taken care of all that that's cuddly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, the different, different <laughs> right? But it worked. It worked, and I, I, I love, I love that piece that you talked about with students engaging fully within a Stray Mountain Community College, being able to be employed by them, to be able to uh, earn that that extra money that everyone needs in order to live and and have their mm-hmm. lifestyle, and not have to leave school. So so yeah. they can go to school. They can fit their classes around it. They can work right there. They don't have to drive. They don't have to build. Transportation time into it. And I think that's such a gift. And again, going back to what you talked about before, that belonging, this is their place. And this, right? This is
0: work home. And that's so,
1: so amazing.
0: And, they, and it's beautiful because they work together and they study together. There's this sense that they're all in it together. They're all working through organic chemistry, which is, a, it's a challenging course. They're all working through calculus, right? And so um, they've got this um, just built-in peer network of friends that they can lean on when they're struggling. So this is oh so important, um, is this sense of the belonging. Um, so that you know when the times get tough, because they get tough, you know how difficult academia can be, and um, suddenly you've got four tests in a week, and so um, it's nice to have um, you know some 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 friends at your side that that understand and uh, can help you through. So it's been it's been amazing. Um, they're amazing students, and then they've gone on to do such great things. I've got one, I've got two in Midwestern vet school. I've got one in University of Arizona vet school. I've got one up at the University of Alaska Southeast, and she's working on salmon. I've got another one working for uh, a nonprofit, uh, a Western bird alliance. He went to the University of Montana. They've gone everywhere. It's, it's amazing to see how they use this as a springboard to then go on and and do really cool things. They're all thinking about internships this summer, thinking about Alaska. And, you know, and for me, it's it's just, it's um, you know, it's the way that I can contribute um, is to watch these guys succeed. I just had one send me an email uh this morning, one former student, and she just got into uh Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina, and she's wow. going to do um hospital administration. She's gonna get her master's degree. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, they don't all go into ecology. They go into different fields, some into, you know, the allied health and some into education. So, um,
1: it's been, it's
0: been fun. Yeah, it is.
1: It's a lot of fun. It is totally amazing and affirming to see. Uh, children that you're able to impact and who go forward and impact so many more. It's a multiplier effect, right? Yes it. Yeah. A multiplier effect. Okay. So Jared, I would love for you also to share what are what are some other things? I know what they are, but let's share with our listeners what are some other opportunities that we've had to be able to a, bring Stray Mountain Community College into our world here in Avondale.
0: Right. So we work with a nonprofit called Wild at Heart Raptors. And one of their big goals is to build artificial burrows for burrowing owls. So burrowing owls are really special species that live here in the Sonoran Desert. They're the only owl that nest underground. They're subterranean owls. Uh, Another really important link uh, in the food web, because these owls are gonna they eat a lot of insects and they eat a lot of rodents. It's the tiny little owls, they're tawny Mm -hmm. colored, they're about 10 inches, big yellow eyes. So one of the problems with burrowing owls, their populations have crashed. So some estimates are that we've lost 80% of the burrowing owls uh, that once lived here in the Phoenix Valley. Um, And a big issue was uh, when European colonists colonized the valley, they removed the prairie dogs. Um, And so uh, the prairie dogs, the problem with prairie dogs is that the beef cows will step in their holes and break their legs. So prairie dogs, like wolves, were eradicated because they didn't um, jive with ranching. Um, But those prairie dogs are oh so important because they're the excavators. They're the ones that dig the burrows for the owls. Mm. And so uh, this is the big driver. For the loss of these burrowing owls. So Wild at Heart, um, it's spearheaded by a retired mechanical engineer named Greg Clark. And he's in his 80s now and he is still going strong. He is just an inspiration. He's, I don't know how he does it. He is just, uh, uh, he just has this well of energy. He's built over 5,000 of these burrows. Um, anyways, we built 50 of these burrows on our campus and they have been wildly successful. Like we have owls, we have little uh, downy uh, chicks every uh, oh. June. They're just beautiful. Um, really cool. And also it's a steady source of owl pellets, which we go out and collect and use in our science labs. Great, you do have so- to order them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to uh, order from Carolina. So in the spring of 19, we were looking for an activity for our, our alternative spring break. Um, so this is when we get our students out into the community um, to do something meaningful, uh, uh, to, um, you know, engage in a service learning project. Um, so at that time, it was Wayne Deffenbaugh and Jessica Worthington were at a Desert Thunder. And uh, I, you know, set up a meeting with them and they were so kind and so open. And I said, you know, we've got these owl burrows up at Estrella. I showed them some slides and some pictures. And I said, our students really enjoy them. I know you guys have owls there. I see them when I drop my kids off. They're in the trees. They're, you know, up on the awnings. I said, how about, you know, you let us build some some burrows. And so um they were okay with that. And then we got Copper Trails involved too. So it was um March of 2019. And we built four owl burrows um kind of in the back there behind Desert Thunder where that garden area is. And then over at Copper Trails, um it's right uh let's see that's gonna be um would that be to the uh if I'm facing south that would be to the east of the parking lot. There's that retention basin there, yes. um, yeah. and uh, so we put six burrows in there, um, and it was it was crazy. So uh, the we were able to get a backhoe. Um, ADM uh, Megan Griego was able to secure a backhoe with the engineering firm ADM, and so they excavate. They dig these holes uh, six feet deep. These trenches. Wow. And then our students get in, and they use five-gallon buckets for the nesting chambers. And then they use a flex tubing to come out, and that provides the entrance. And so we construct these burrows. And it was crazy. I remember the Desert Thunder Day. We're building these burrows with the tubes and the buckets, and we're putting it all together. And they hadn't even begun putting the dirt, like, back in the hole. And here comes an owl. <laughs> flies wow. in and goes and gets in the tube. So we had um occupancy at those burrows kind of right from the start. Um, and so it was a it was a really meaningful project. Um, I see owls there at Desert Thunder all the time. I run around copper trails and I'll see them from time to time as well. Um, and so and I know my kids see them all the time. Sage is always like, Dad, I saw an owl. So um it.
1: Well, I'll tell you, we knew we had owls. Gosh, I will say, way back when, I was the assistant superintendent and had a Scottish terrier. And if you know anything about Scottish <laughs> terrier, they they will seek out, right? And and a little head, very large body, and try to get into.
0: You know, oh, one of, it, it,
1: you know, it the, wasn't one of our burrows. It was a, um, you know, a, a two, Yes, yeah. it was Clover. Yeah. yeah. It, whole head in and i'm trying to get him out and i'm like what is going on Owl. it was an owl and i was thinking wow one i'm glad he didn't get it and two thankfully you came along and helped yeah and thankfully the owl
0: did not yeah. get him yeah so they're tough birds right oh, they only they're, weigh they're, like two pounds they are but they can eat anything if, yeah if they feel threatened they will uh you know they will lay back and use those talons to to defend themselves against dogs um oh. yeah <laughs> Unbelievable. So, but they're they're beautiful and the, the other thing that's so cool about those owls is that they're like consistently out so um I studied spotted owls for years in the Sierras and um they're they're hard to find <laughs> they're nocturnal they're way up in the tree canopy like you'll hear them but it's really hard to see them these owls just like they're sitting right there at the burrows. And you can just bring students out to them. Um, and we do every year at the beginning of our ecology unit, I bring the students out to our owl burrows with the binoculars and the spotting scope. And many of them have never seen them or they've seen them and they don't know what they are. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's a really, it's a great teaching tool. Um, and it's, it's win, win, win in this case, because it was a win for our students. I feel like it was a win for um, Desert Thunder and Copper Trails. And then it's a win for the owls too. Yeah, Um, because the boroughs really work. It's kind of like I always say it's like field of dreams. If you build it, then they will come. So and they will stay (laughs) and they tend to. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing project. So and
1: and you're um, right. They do perform. They literally like almost on cue. You, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be standing you know chatting and all of a sudden you, you know something catches you exactly yeah and they're just strutting and bobbing their and heads in there, yeah doing here. the little
0: alarm calls yeah oh, the crazy really- thing is too if you've ever seen the chicks the little downy chicks um they do something really cool so it's called Batesian mimicry in ecology but they mimic a rattlesnake So if you just uh, YouTube, uh, you know, baby or juvenile burrowing owl rattlesnake, there's a bunch of YouTube video, but their alarm call sounds a lot like a rattlesnake rattle. And it's thought that the coyote is trying to dig up the burrow and they start making that rattlesnake sound. And then it scares the coyote or the uh, terrier off. (laughs)
1: Yes, apparently not my terrier. He was still going for it uh oh I had no idea that is absolutely intriguing
0: yeah yeah it's crazy that's the it's when you get into this stuff and it's like they just that's what I I mean I'm a science geek always lifelong learner science nerd but I just uh you just never know what you're going to learn or discover and um yeah we
1: yeah
0: had fun with it. Another project that Jessica Worthington uh, spearheaded, and I'm thinking it was in fall of 19, because it was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, But it actually, it arose from the owl And this is cool, because this is just how, like, One project will lead to another project. So we brought in some large rocks just to kind of place around the tubes to stabilize them. Mm -hmm. And Jessica's looking at these rocks and she said, well, do you have more of these rocks? And I said, we have a mountain of said rocks. And she said, well, uh, you think you could bring some? Um, Because she had all of her student, all of the, I don't remember what grade did it, but, um, or grades, Um, But we brought in uh, several truckloads full of good sized rocks and then all of the students painted the rocks uh, with inspiring messages and placed them all around campus. Um, And so, you know, that's just a little project, but again, it just spun off of this other collaboration. And, uh, you know, we had a great time doing it. We brought the rocks out and then we brought students back so they could see. They sent us a bunch of pictures. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, we could see, you know, all the crazy creations uh, that they made. So it was kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Well, you're t- you're talking about what happens when when you're in relationship with another organization, right? Avondale's in relationship with Astray Mountain and Astray Mountain is in relationship with us. And and it really is. We, we call it an Avondale, the and then. Right. We have this and then it becomes something else. And so true. Yeah, it's so refreshing. And and it really does provide the more than opportunity for for our children here in Avondale to be able to explore what is out there and and. To be able to, you know, engage with our owls on our campus, to be able to go over to Stray Mountain and participate in, whether it's our gifted program or our girls in science program or our educators go over for professional development or our, we did our zero to design with Stray Mountain. Ah, yeah, yeah. With with Goodyear and Avondale and literally zero to, to design with uh artists in the community who came and worked with our our students and they came up with in a, in a course of six weeks, they came up with some sort of an a performing art presentation huh. and, and it was it was poetry, it was singing, it was huh. dance it was uh textile creation huh. and sure. all of this zero to design, but we were in your pack, which again just elevates that experience. Could we have done it at one of our sites? Of course we could have. But that just made it so much more special. And and those, those opportunities are the more than things that can happen when we're in relationship with one another and we're lifting up all of our community together.
0: And We want to make sure that we're showing off that pack. You know, that's one of our new crown jewels. So um, it was a a big investment. So, you know, but, um, you know, we it's putting the community in community college. So um, it's not just about our students. It's about the broader community. So that makes me uh, that I'm just uh, I had heard about that project, but didn't know the details. So thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. So. I uh uh even though I'm a science nerd, I uh enjoy art. I play a little guitar, although not very well. Um, but uh I and love to that. do wow. <laughs> yeah, but th- it's actually, you know, Einstein talked about uh in his I, I love his journal, uh, The World as I see it, 1952. It's a collection of his essays. They're so good. Um, but he talks about how science and art, how they really emerge from this same space in our psyche, this um this place of wonder and humility, and um, so uh, I think that's I think that's phenomenal. So um, really, really, really exciting. So oh, I'm happy to I, hear it.
1: You 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 talked about the gentleman who started the work with owl um, burring owls and wild at heart, right? Yeah, Greg and, Clark. Uh huh. Right, and in his energy level, and all. I almost stopped you and said, oh, okay, I'm kind of seeing you into the future. <laughs> because your energy level is absolutely nonstop about the things that you love, and and I, I, it resonates so much with me when you're talking about Einstein's essays and, and that science and art come from a place of wonder. A word we yeah. use a lot here in Avondale is wonderment. We have a yeah. wonderment yeah. because it, what what it does is it opens up possibilities. and and welcomes people in to be able to be a part of that wonderment with you and you do that for us and jared i i honestly could not thank you enough uh for one for being on this podcast and sharing the wonderful things that we've already done and i know it's not a wonderment i know without a doubt that we will continue to engage and iterate and innovate these opportunities that we have for our children in avondale and and who go on to be your students at Estrella Mountain Community College who become our community members as- Yeah,
0: yeah. Who become our next generation of teachers and uh, you know, folks working-
1: Leaders and- Yeah,
0: yeah, no. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps. (laughs) It does, it does me too. Yeah, it's exciting. So, well, thank you. It was really fun to get to chat with you like this. So we're always- I see you out and about. It's always, hey, but it was nice to get a chance to spend a few minutes and just, uh, you know, talk things out. And uh, yeah, we um, are just, uh, we're just so grateful to have this relationship and we will continue to foster it and nurture it. And uh, look forward to working with you uh, with Gifted Camp this summer. So um, yeah, if you just, uh, um, Give me some dates, then we can uh, think about scheduling uh, some animal days uh, for those students. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: We'll definitely make that happen.
0: Perfect.